Welcome back everyone to Countdown Travels. My name is Susie. I'm a cruise act and travel agent. You guys, this is episode number 10. And in episode number 10, I have another amazing and special guest. His name is Matt. Matt, are you here with us today? I can confirm that I am here. Yes. That's and good. I am excited. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to make it today. Okay, Matt. So shall we let the podcast world like know how we officially met? Because we actually have never officially met because you kind of flaked on me, but go ahead. <laughs> that's not a fair description of events. Totally I don't fair. believe that's how it actually went. But yeah, yeah. Let, let's, I mean, that's, it's all about the grams. Yes, we met, we met on Instagram through the kind of like, uh, I would say more of the, what's the clubhouse community because of, I think, Claudine, Claudine Pohl. Oh, Cruise like, News, the Cruise, Cruise News days. Right. Yeah. Remember Bef- that, that, God, that feels like forever ago. Before the cruise line started up, I know that there was like a group of us trying to like amp up the cruise community and Mark, Matt was part of that. But Matt, who, who the heck are you, my friend? Share with us, who are you? Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Cleveland, grew up there until I went to college and went to school down in Florida at Florida Gulf Coast University. Um, kind of fell in love with creative work while I was down there. Uh, did quite a bit of work with ESPN3 and um, sports has always been one of my passions, but cruising is another. Um, and so I kind of uh, combined my passion for uh, being creative and shooting video and photo and my love for cruising and throughout the pandemic kind of uh, made it into a pseudo side career uh, and really kind of watched it expand beyond my wildest beliefs and um, have had just such great support from the cruising community. So it's, uh, it's great to be here. So as of right now, are you still creating cruise content or is it just for funsies that you're doing what you're doing in terms of the cruise community? Yeah, so I would say, excuse me, I would say that my mindset has shifted in terms of my content. Um, And I think that, you know, the the break that I've gotten in my career has allowed me to do that. Um, And it's honestly been quite refreshing for me to not live and die with every post and not post something that think is really cool and check 30 minutes later and it has two likes and I think it sucks now um so it's it's been certainly much better for my mental health um but yes I do travel and when I have something that I can create that I think is cool uh, I will share it and um and I continue to do that as long as I'm cruising and as long as I'm traveling um but you know, I don't think people understand what goes into doing that. It is very, very, very time-consuming endeavor, especially for someone who doesn't live anywhere near where cruises take off from. Uh, so it was a very serious time commitment. And, you know, obviously, um, as you know, Susie, but the listeners probably don't, I, I took a job in January. Um, and so I'm traveling about 60% of the year now. Um, and so really tough for me to commit to any sort of cruise-related content trips. Um, but when I cruise and when I'm on board, I certainly, I certainly plan on continuing to do that. And I, I, I will do it because I enjoy it and I love it. Um, and it's a passion of mine. But I, I'm no longer in the frame of mind 
uh, that I wanted to turn into something long-term or a career or anything like that. And you touched on a couple of great points because there are people that in the cruise community that create content and this is their job. This is their job to create videos and whether it be on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, or, you know, just cruise media type stuff. I mean, it's how they make their money and it is very stressful because it's driven by numbers. It's driven by engagement. And when you put blood, sweat, and tears into something and it's just like, what? That's it? That's all I got? Because you know it's not going to get out and you wanted to get out because the more engagement you have, the more cred. I mean, you have credibility that like you are able to essentially promote a product. And on, you know, so many levels I can kind of relate, even though I create content to sell cruises um, because I want people to see what I see in the cruise industry and it's helped me out this way but to have that pressure to create something and or you know not really see or get you know the credit the credit you should be getting for creating this content or being used for free essentially where you're creating content for free and you're not getting paid for I mean there's that's a whole nother honestly Matt a whole nother podcast right that we can definitely touch yeah, on. Yeah, we could talk about that for hours. You don't want to get me, you don't want to get me there because we'll, we'll, we'll way max out our time limit. <laughs> yeah. When did you first start cruising? So I, my, technically my first cruise was a big family Disney cruise um, that I went on when I was probably six or seven. Um, so that's technically when my cruising I guess career, that sounds so weird. My cruising career started, um, but I consider my real cruising life to, to begin uh, when I went on the Freedom of the Seas in 2007. And I actually fell in love with cruising because I saw Samantha Brown's show. So I went downstairs and I talked with my mom and tried to talk her into going on a cruise. Um, like, no, like, you don't understand. Like, you don't even have to see me. Like, I'll be gone the whole time. Like, I'll just be hanging out with other people my age and you can just have your own vacation. Um, and so we, we did. I, I finally talked her into it and we went on, went on that first cruise in 2007 and I, I've been hooked on cruising ever since. I mean, it's my favorite way to travel. Um, I think it's the best value in travel. I mean, I could sit here and tell you a million reasons why I love it so much. That being said, uh, that cruise is when I fell in love with cruising. And ironically enough, we got home from that cruise and like three days later, I was was like coming to my mom with different cruise ideas i'm like no like let's go back let's do this and she's like we just went on one what is wrong with you isn't that enough and i'm like it will never be enough <laughs> never be enough that is correct matt what do you think is your contribution or role in the cruise business or in the cruise industry um not much uh, if we're being honest um i think that i am someone who loves cruising i think that i'm someone who likes to share that passion with others who might feel the same way um, or others who have never been and, and want to experience it for the first time. Um, I think that, you know, my role is, is primarily as a fan promoter, endorser, those sorts of things. I, you know, I don't love the word influencer, but if we were talking in typical terms, that's probably what my role would fall under. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I just, Really what it is, is kind of similar to what you were mentioning before, Susie. I love cruising 
and I want to create content and do things and, and showcase things that help people understand why and, and maybe want to try it for themselves. And there is so much interest. It is kind of crazy, Matt, because I obviously sell cruises as a living. And there are so, I've been booking first-time cruisers left and right. And you would think, honestly, like since the pandemic, that you would I, you would not have this interest that I'm seeing, uh, you know, as a travel advisor. So it's kind of crazy to me that people are like, okay, let's go on a cruise. When the cruise industry got such a bad rap at the beginning of the pandemic, I think now people realize that we obviously did not know like what was going on, how this was transmitted. And so we've come a long way that way. But what are your honest thoughts on how the restart happened? Do you think the cruise industry got a fair shot? Do you think they started too soon or should they have started sooner? Man, that's a loaded question. Um, get, get ready for more. <laughs> let me start at the beginning. Um, I think they did the best that they could with what they had. And all things considered, in hindsight, I think they did a pretty darn good job of allowing this thing to just even just to operate. I don't even want to say to to flourish or or to succeed in the way that that you just discussed. I I really just would say more to exist and operate. And I think that cruising, you know, Susie, as you know, you've done the CLIA trainings just as I have. Cruising tends to get a bit of a hyperbolic bad rap when it comes to illnesses, sicknesses, all those sorts of things, even without a global pandemic. Um, so I definitely think that this was no different. That being said, throughout most of mo I'm going to remember how to talk here. Uh, throughout most of the pandemic, I wouldn't have felt safe going on a cruise. Now everyone's calculus is different and we all feel different things, but you know, I, I also see why it was treated maybe a little bit differently. Do I think that's right? No, but I, I, I do understand it. And, and with regard to the timing of the comeback, I mean, it really wasn't in the industry's hands. Um, they put together as much as they could, uh, supporting evidence, data, and all those sorts of things to convince uh, the CDC and, and the powers that be here in the U.S. to allow them to come again. And as soon as they had that clearance, they, they built the program and they got back as soon as they could. My real concern moving forward is is not really related to necessarily the comeback or, or or you know what cruising is like at this point or anything like that my, my real concern is really just financial what do you mean by financial you think that they're struggling on to their cruise stocks and hoping that yeah i i would say that it's not a it's not a good financial situation for the lines right now many of them have borrowed a, a ton of debt uh, throughout this this pandemic just to stay alive. You know, as someone who owns cruise stocks and is holding holding my breath and hoping that the you know the rebound that you've seen reflect itself in the stock price, it is not, uh, and that continues to be concerning for me uh, in terms of the long term prospects. Just because I think financially it's going to be really hard to bounce back from what they went through. Again, so speaking, you know, sharing with you on the travel agent side, I, Matt, have been nonstop. I, I honestly, there's not a day where I'm sending quotes or booking. 
one or the other. So, you know, I, I think that there's a pent up demand, but I also think that a lot of the lines are selling at very low prices. And so that's getting people on the ships. And I you know, I, I, I think that coming next year, we should be able to see a more normal type of prices on these cruise cruises because they need to get people on the ship, right? And then not only that, but not until recently did they start sailing at more normal capacities. So many of the lines were sailing at, you know, 40, 50, even 60%. I think we're getting back to more of a norm. Um, so I'm hopeful, you know, there's a, there's ships that are um, coming out, new builds coming out and, you know, there's still a lot of momentum. It's just when, at what point do you think they're going to start leveling out? And I think that's still to be determined, you know, on the financial side, but, you know, speaking of the restart, Matt. Yeah. And I, one, mm -hmm. well, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. One thing I will say is I, I think one thing that the cruise lines may have learned moving forward throughout the pandemic is not to leverage themselves so far into the future. You know, I think a lot of these lines have, have new builds scheduled well into the 2030s at this point. Um, and I think the pandemic and the financial implications of the pandemic may have an impact moving forward on how willing these companies are to commit to a five ship lineup moving into 12 years in the future, because in terms of capital, it, it's just not the same situation that it used to be. Yeah. I mean, you, you bring up some really good points and I, I, I don't have the, <laughs> I don't know. No one does. That's that. the thing. <laughs> Nobody does. And then you just got to wait and see how it all shakes out and, and hold on to your stock and, and hope, hope for the best. Like I have been. And that's all we can do. Right. And I hope that yeah. we never get shut down ever again either. <laughs> what, yeah. That that's crucial. <laughs> what is your most memorable moment since the restart? Wow. Um, that is a fantastic question. I would say that I have had a great number of certainly, you know, the trajectory of my Instagram page changing was unexpected and awesome and, and awe-inspiring. But I will say that I think my favorite moment that I've had so far was some of the time that I got to spend at Perfect Day at Coco Cay uh, when I went on back-to-back -back cruises uh, with my buddy Adam at Adam's Away. For those who are not following him, uh, one of the best doing it right now uh, in terms of drone content and cruise content. He just went on a spectacular trip as well, so he'll have some great stuff coming soon. Uh, but we spent on seven nights worth of cruising. Uh, we did back-to-backs on the Freedom of the Seas, three-night and four-night to the Bahamas. And we spent three days at Perfect Day Coco Cay, and, and everyone tells me it's supposed to be Coco Key. It doesn't rhyme that way, so I don't say it. Um, don't, please don't bite my head off, people. But we spent three days there with one of our good friends who, who works in the company, Peter DeBoer, uh, and, and he's in charge of a lot of new development and construction for Royal. He was just incredibly gracious to both of us with his time and his energy and you know, what he was able to, to create for us and uh, continue to tell us, oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. And, and we were both like, no, it's like, it's a big deal to us. Like, we really appreciate you taking the time. And on our third visit, Adam and I were able for the first time to fly our drones. And uh, that place is just a wonderland for anybody who's into the kind of stuff that I am. So I, I would have to say that 
you know, between the water park, the Cocoa Beach Club, flying the drones, and, and really just the quality time uh, with someone who's got, you know, inside insight into the process in terms of how that island came to be and some of the cool projects that Royal Caribbean has on the horizon. I think it's easy to say that was that was probably the high point for me, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was Adam's as well. And you do know what I'm really excited about that they're going to bring to Coco Key, right? Or Coco Key? <gasps> a lazy river. What's that? They're going to have a lazy river one day. Oh, are they? Yes. Oh, don't act oh, like you that's, didn't that's know. Huge. I had yeah. no idea. Wow, oh, yeah. you're breaking I don't know news. When. Breaking news on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is, yes, it is that, the yes, they're going to have a lazy river. Well, one day. and I'm super excited for the development that they've got going in Nassau because if they can turn Nassau into a legitimate, relaxing, get off the boat and chill kind of day versus what it is now, which is, I love my peoples in the Bahamas. I'm not going to say anything bad. Although Renard would also tell you that it's not great. I um, like, I don't just, understand it. Y'all on the East coast drive me seriously insane because we have nothing that resembles uh, Nassau here on the West coast. Absolutely nothing, nothing at all. I will gladly go to Nassau every single day. Now I know that that's, we have Ensenada here, which I'm fine with. I will make a day. I will have a good time. I'll go have a fish taco. And, but in terms of aesthetics, I mean, hello, it is beautiful there. I am a fan of Nassau. I don't care what y'all say. Well, uh, let me say this. There are several really cool things and places in Nassau. However, once you've been to Nassau more than a handful of times, eventually there's not that much to do anymore. And that's why, like for you and I, it's nice. Like every time I go to Nassau, I, I call Renard and I link up with a friend and spend time and go to a local place and grab a bite to eat. And, you know, I enjoy that. But uh, if I had to make my way around the island, there's just not much there. But hopefully, as I will change all that and, and give people, Susie, at least you can admit there's not a legitimate resort beach option there unless you go to Paradise Island and spend $200 to go to Atlantis. In, like, in February, I went on the Encore for a seminar at Sea with Norwegian, and I checked out the Margaritaville resort it's not an all-inclusive but you can get a day pass matt that place was pretty nice honestly for a day thing i'm actually thinking i'm going to be in nassau at the end of this month i'm thinking about going there i'm going with my son you can go to bahamar you can also get a day pass over there i mean i that's far man that is really far from the port i mean you're you're talking about a 10-minute cab ride yeah It'll be okay. I Margaritaville is walking distance. It's right. It, it is. It is. And I will give them credit. It looks spectacular. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of beach space there. I mean, I don't the, need where a lot they, of beach space. I don't like sand. <laughs> well, okay. That's you. <laughs> I don't like sand. I, <laughs> I, I, okay. We're, because I'm going to tell you the best beach is in the Bahamas. It's not in Nassau and it's at, at an island that you'll probably never go to but it's the best beach. And you want to know what it is, Matt? Yeah. You don't need to say it. I already, it's, it's, you know, I disagree wholeheartedly. No, wholeheartedly. have you been, have you been no, to that particular to really island that nice I'm talking beaches. about? Have you been, you cannot say that you, it is one of the best beaches that I've been to. 
Now, okay. in all fairness, uh, uh, I haven't uh, been to the Southern Caribbean, but in the Bahamas, we're talking about the Bahamas, Matt. What about Bermuda? Have you been to Bermuda? We're talking about the Bahamas, Matt. We're oh, you're about- saying in the Bahamas. You're yes, saying in the just Bahamas. in the Bahamas. In the Bahamas. Oh, Best Beach. Okay. Do you gotcha, know where gotcha. do you know who owns that beach? Um <laughs> hmm, let me rack my brain here. I believe it may I'm just gonna guess that it's the company that lights their ships on fire. Oh, come on. Half Moon (laughs) Key is one of the best ports I've been to. I I would gladly go on one of their newer ships that takes me there. Period. Done. Sealed. uh, As I said the last time I talked with you and Liz, I will go on Mardi Gras. That's it. And Celebration. That's right around the corner. And Jubilee. Okay. But uh, (laughs) um, where... What, where do you think the cruise industry is going in the near future? What, what do you think they're looking at in terms of an overall picture of the cruise industry? Well, I, I think that as you can probably speak to as I can, because we've cruised as much as we have since the pandemic has ended, cruising is not the same. It, it, it's not the same. Um, it's still a great time. I still love to do it. And, you know, I've got three on the calendar in the next six months. It's not, nothing about my passion for cruising is changing, but it's not the same experience that it was before. And so when we start talking about predictions, I have genuinely, I have no idea. I hope that the changes that do come are for the better. In my heart of hearts, I kind of doubt that they will be just based on the nature of how things have evolved over the last several years and a myriad of factors. But I I think my experience has been that since the pandemic has ended, cruising is already different and it will continue to change and evolve. And I just hope that with, you know, some of these COVID restrictions being relaxed and, you know, no longer needing to test before the cruise. And it certainly seems like we're seeing a shift in the industry towards uh, what I would consider to be the standard opinion at this point, which is, yeah, COVID's here. It's always going to be here. Try your best not to get it and live your life. And it feels like the cruise industry has adapted that as of late or is trying to. And as that stuff comes, hopefully some of the other normalities will come with it. I've, I've been on a couple of cruises where I couldn't go to a single show or entertainment uh, event that wasn't in the main theater because They were strictly controlling capacity. You had to reserve, you know, weeks, if not months before your cruise. So it, it, you know, it's different and how it's going to change. I don't know. I just will say that I hope that the changes that do come will, will move us back in the right direction and, and not more towards, I guess, what I would call the new kind of cruising. Well, and they are, they are definitely moving towards more of a norm. Uh, having cruised since the initial restart back in June to recently cruising in April. And now I'm going to be on a ship this weekend. What I'm seeing and what I'm hearing is that we are definitely getting back to more of a, what a norm, what used to be for us. And I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. I know I have some favorites uh, ships that I'm like so stoked about getting on this year and like, I will not share my, my feelings and thoughts and all that, but I want to ask you, which ship are you most excited about? And you can only pick one. Prima. Why? 
I mean, a lot of reasons. Um, first and foremost, I think that it signals a shift towards a new way of cruising, um, a better way of cruising, I would say. Um, and the edge class uh, kind of did that. I don't want to say did it first, but kind of did it first. But the, you know, essentially the, the motto is people will pay a little bit more to have a better experience. Um, and so these ships are not designed with every nook and cranny occupied by a passenger. Uh, the rooms look to be much more spacious. Obviously, the onboard experience changes and public spaces become bigger, less people to fill them. Uh, that kind of stuff excites me just from a general cruising experience. Uh, the public spaces look just immaculate. Everything that I've seen, this is going to be, it, it's not going to feel like a ship. And I think, especially with Beyond, Celebrity's done an incredible job with that, kind of changing spaces and making it feel like you're not necessarily on a ship. And I think Prima is going to do that as well. So that, that's super exciting for me. I think aesthetically, it's kind of a new wave of, of cruise ship. Similar to the Edge class in terms of just the design of the body of the ship. But I felt like Edge was maybe a bit rushed. Like they have, I, I like the shape of the ship, but I don't necessarily like the way they designed it, I guess, if that makes sense. The white stripe up the middle of the front of the ship I don't like I don't necessarily like celebrity going all blue so like the whole art on Prima is going to be incredible it just looks like it's going to be a true like cutting edge like super modern looking ship and then last but not least it's supposed to have a top golf simulator on board which is like for me that's I'll spend all my time there so I've always kind of wondered why some of these cruise lines don't embrace golf a little more with the basis. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what that looks like and how that feels. So a lot of reasons, but I, well, they have I, to have I, a way to control the ball. Right. So, well, I'm not saying hit them off the ship. I'm saying like <laughs> have a, have a net or a simulator or like something like, I feel like you didn't mention know, the like, most important thing on the Prima. I'm, I'm seriously like my stomach hurts. What's that? This. You seriously didn't even mention it. Are you are, are you going to say go-karts? Oh, gosh, no. No. <laughs> you did you did not mention the most amazing thing that the Prima is going to have. It's going to have two of these amazing things. Go on. You have no idea. Tell the people. Okay, we're Tell not, the people. we are we are not friends. You seriously this do not know tease. what I love. Come on. <laughs> it's a tease. You want what do you want the infinity pools? No. I am what not a sun worshiper. slides. Oh my gosh. And now, now we're done. Our friendship's over. <laughs> two Starbucks. They're going to have two Starbucks on that ship. Normally it's only one. If there is one Two Matt, two Starbucks. You want to know how and many times I've had Starbucks, Starbucks in the last five years? I don't hate them. I just don't, I, I, that doesn't, for me, that doesn't do anything, but I am really happy for you though. I am like, thank you. Excited over the moon. Are you using that coffee machine? That, that why do we you? Ha why do we have to bring up the coffee machine? Because now my I mean I'm just asking. You're talking a whole like, lot about see? Starbucks. I know you <laughs> spent a lot of money on that thing. I'm just wondering how often it gets used. That's all. I used it this morning. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. And I, I didn't all. go to I didn't go to Starbucks today. I went yesterday. I didn't go today though. He he bought that with the impression 
that it would be instead of Starbucks. And you're like, no, no, it's in addition to Starbucks. There you go. It's, it's supplemental is what it is. <laughs> I went like two weeks without Starbucks. I think, I think. Wow. I'm okay. That is impressive. I will I, say. <laughs> Look, if there's nothing that can replace, I don't care what you say. I've had an espresso Keurig like is awful in terms of taste. Like I'm hardcore and Starbucks and I don't do this. I fully endorse you. Sugary stuff. I don't. Well, that's fair. I endorse, I endorse you being a, being a Starbucks fan. I've been, I've been like, I, it was 18. I was working at Starbucks. The addiction started there. It could be worse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could be addicted to crack cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. According to my current uh, weight, that's definitely not a possibility right now. So (laughs) Uh, you and me both sister, you and me both. (laughs) Well, I kind of want to like segue into a little, little section that I call drop it. Like it's hot. Like, this new song what change matt do you want to see in the cruise and and just tell me one one quick change that you want to see in the cruise industry i wish that the cruise industry at large would embrace the people who support it better do i even want to go into that right now you you really don't (laughs) i was i was calm cool and collected and very concise but i definitely think that the people who spend their time and money and energy creating things that promote you and your business, the least you can do is acknowledge it and appreciate it. Even if you don't want to send them on a free cruise, which costs you nothing, or um, hire them for a contract job, which costs you very little, like even just supporting, uh, sharing, sourcing would be nice. And I think that you know, I have to applaud Norwegian has done a great job lately, reaching out to creators within the industry, sending them on trips, giving them opportunities to create content that markets the Norwegian product. They brought in a new team uh, about six, seven months ago, and they've been fantastic. And, and really, that's what I want the cruise industry to be. So I think that if, if there's people that are out here working uh, really hard to promote and support what you do, the least that you can do is appreciate them. Yeah, you have some really good points. And um, I, I hope that those that do create content will continue and will get compensated for it because it's a lot of work. I mean, I get a small, very, a very small taste of it with what I do. And um, I don't consider myself a content creator. um, But, you know, I, the little I do do, it takes up a lot of my time. So that's why I can't do it as often as some of the people that do this for a living. All right, it's time to uh, air your dirty laundry. Just kidding. Uh, what is the one uh-oh moment you've had from cruising, like a mistake you made um, or something that you shouldn't have done that you did that you want to actually confess? This is the time to come clean. <laughs> that second part is very different than the first part of that question. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I've made a lot of mistakes on what? cruises. Some that I remember, some that I do not. The, the first, like, easy one that comes to mind is my last cruise I forgot a belt which was just I mean such a rookie mistake my pants were falling down the entire time I ended up having to buy a buy a belt which is just so dumb anyways that was that was one that sticks out but really probably when I ruined a trip to crazy lobster Costa Maya my mom me and one of my best friends were on a cruise stopped in Costa Maya 
uh, Crazy Lobster is a, a really good local seafood restaurant on the beach. And I had looked it up beforehand. I was like, oh, yeah, I think this is what we'll do. You know, we'll go there. And I, I had thought that I read that it was 0.25 miles from the, from the port. And so I said, you know, we waited probably 10 minutes for a taxi. You know what? Forget this guy. I was like, let's just walk. So we start walking and we end up walking through this like very industrial neighborhood of Costa Maya, a place I had never intended to go. And so we're fully wholeheartedly lost at this point. We are well past 0.25 miles. We've probably been going for at least an hour at this point. Finally make it to the main road, get to the boardwalk in Mahawal. Don't even get to Crazy Lobster. Like I wasted enough time that we literally couldn't even do what we went there to do. Having been there, that's a long walk. That is a, a very long walk. Very, very Y'all long walk. Are yeah, insane. it was a big mistake. Big and mistake on me. It's well, hot so there. Oh yeah, it is. And it was my mom was freaking out the whole time. You know, like my mom's a little she doesn't get out quite as much as me. So like, you know, different country kind of scares her, whereas I'm more open minded. Like, you know, like I mean, I know if I'm in danger and I won't put myself in those kind of situations, but also like, I'm not scared just because I'm in Mexico. Couldn't sort of you thing. just flag down one of the trams that takes you to the beach? Nobody goes that way. We were off of the main road. Oh, we were, yeah, we man. were literally in this like industrial, like, like piles of rock. And I was like, this is, this is not what I had in mind. So yeah, it was not 0.25 miles. It was 2.5 miles. <sighs> so that was a big mistake by me and my mom will never let me forget it. And I hope that she doesn't because that was pretty bad. Oh, that sounds like torture. I'm sorry. I, I don't even want to think about that. Cause I, the last time I was there, it was super hot. And I know that that's a long walk. Oh. It is. It is. I've also burned my feet at the pool before. That is a, like you think like, Oh yeah, no, it's not that big of a deal. Scamper over to the bar. No, like I legit burned the bottoms of my feet. And my feet hurt for like the final three days of my cruise, which was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I've made a myriad. I'm, I'm not a very smart person. I make a lot of dumb decisions. So I don't think I'm ever going to hear someone say that on my podcast ever again, that that they admit that. But you're, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> oh, hey, I am, like I've always said, Susie, you know me, I am who I am. Some people like me, some people don't, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very similar. You get what you get. That's how I roll. Well, if you thought that was like kind of intense and you you have no idea what you're about to get into because we're, I'm going to give you a minute, Matt, and we're going to do a, play a little game of this or that cruise edition. Uh, oh boy, this is going to be, uh, I, 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 I should be excited right now. You know, I really should. I really should. Oh no. I like set a timer. Like this is legit. And hopefully, so you guys, Matt is somewhere near the mountains right now. Do you want to share where you're at? Not specifically, but just the area because your bandwidth kind of. Yeah, so I'm at one, four, six, <laughs> five, seven. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Lake Tahoe. So his bandwidth has been coming in and out on this. So I don't know. I'm like hoping that it records well, but hopefully you hear me say, okay, the minute's over. So are you ready, Matt? Uh-huh. Let's okay. do it. Timer is on. Okay. So. Book far out in advance or last minute? Both. No, wait, Matt, you got to pick one. <laughs> last minute. Okay. Now, last minute. And, and the only reason I say that is because with my work schedule and my travel schedule, it's a lot harder for me to plan something far out in advance right now. I don't know what the golf calendar is going to look like. I don't know where I'm going to be, where I'm going to be coming from. You know, it, it complicates all the logistics. 
So unless I'm taking time off and committing to taking that exact week, it's hard for me to do in advance. And I also think you save more going last minute. So you just ate up 30 seconds of my one minute on that question. So now you're going to have to suck it up and deal with the rest. Ready? Wonderland or Food Republic? Oh, hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. It's <laughs> one minute for everything. No, no, you, I literally, you just answer the question. You don't have to explain. Ready? Wonderland or Food Republic? Never been to either, but Wonderland. Spa day or party all night? Nope. I'm continuing this. I'm going to give you another minute. <laughs> party all night. Bahama Mama or Coco Loco? Coco Loco. Shorts and the MDR, yes or no? Ah, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm old school. <laughs> Snoop Dogg on the Lido or Silent Disco with the Village People? Listen, I'm going to bring Snoop <laughs> to the Silent Disco with me. I'm going up to the Lido, I'm grabbing my boy, I'm taking him down to the Silent Disco, and I'm going to tell him we're going to have a great time. I, I, I can't pass up opportunity at Snoop, but I got to do the Silent Disco, it's my pick. <laughs> Celebrity Edge or Wonder of the Seas? Edge. Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic? Puerto Rico. Baked Alaska or melting chocolate cake? Oh, cake. You know, that's that's the carnival cake, right? <laughs> I didn't hear that one. Say that one again. I didn't that, hear that. But melting chocolate cake is carnival cake. You know that, right? Well, but chocolate lava cake is everywhere. I didn't say chocolate lava cake. I said melting chocolate cake. Oh, wait. I'm starting over again. Another time. Just turn that thing <laughs> off. It's not going to work. <laughs> wait. Cupid shuffle or wobble wobble? Oh, wobble. Okay, last one. Carnival sensation or carnival elation? Ah, <laughs> oh, you truly saved the best for laughs, didn't you? Um, <laughs> crash my car on the way to the port. I don't know. <laughs> no, you have to pick one. That's not the the rule of the game is you have to pick one. Uh, <laughs> I think elation's going from Jacksonville right now, which means that I don't have to do too much travel to get to that floating turd. So I'll take the elation. <laughs> there you go okay <laughs> the timer now i think i can turn off the timer <laughs> yeah i don't think we need that we went like seven minutes <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh so much for a rapid fire round <laughs> well you kind of ruined my game with your very like i misunderstood <laughs> you said one minute and i thought it was one minute per answer oh no we'd be here all day <laughs> yeah oh okay yeah i misunderstood as i said not that smart <laughs> as we <laughs> As we approach, you know, the, the end of this podcast episode for today, Matt, what is the best advice you would give a first time cruiser? One, one piece of advice. Make sure that you really ask yourself what you want out of your vacation. Like, don't just book something because your friend told you to. Don't just book something because it's cheap. Because if you're a first time cruiser, that first impression will kind of determine how you view cruising moving forward. And if you end up on a crap boat or an itinerary that doesn't suit you, it will ruin it and you will not want to cruise again. And I don't think that's fair. So my best advice would be if you are getting ready to go on your first cruise, use a travel agent, preferably Susie, but make sure that you're using someone who can help you find the trip that fits what you want. There's something out there for everyone, I promise. But if you get on the wrong one, you will not like it. Good points. Thank you for sharing that. I, I always like asking that question because I get different answers when I, when I ask. So I appreciate sure. that. And Matt, what are your future plans and, or goals? And you could be crew specific or not. Um, I think really the only thing that I generally care about is just being happy. Um, continue to go places and do things that 
I enjoy and surround myself with people that I care about and end up in a, in a lifestyle that, that suits me and makes me happy. Um, I've never really been someone to make too many long-term plans or lock myself in or commit to X, Y, and Z. But I, I know that whatever I do or wherever I end up, I'm going to be somewhere that makes me happy because I, I try not to do things that don't. So yeah, just continue chasing my passions. And, you know, I never anticipated that I would have ended up with this job with the PGA tour. And it's been a dream come true as a result of some of my hard work that we talked about earlier. And yeah, I'll just continue to figure out what my path holds as I walk it. I, I know that at some point, I really want to win an Emmy. That's a goal of mine at some point, but yeah, just keep being creative, keep having fun, keep loving life and, and ultimately just be good to people except carnival. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against you guys. Anyone listening? A carnival cruise line corporation. I have nothing against carnival. This one, Cruzy's Susie. Actually, I just called you Cruzy. That's your new nickname. <laughs> Cruzy. Oh my. <laughs> That's gonna be a new nickname. I'm telling Liz. I'm gonna get this off the ground. Um, um you, you, Susie you, is. Can you? Susie's can I, a big carnival supporter. Everybody. Susie loves carnival. This is all me. Do you, I, I will share this really quick with you. Do you know there's another travel agent in another state that sent me an email um, saying that she's cruisy Susie um, and she's been using it for the past 15 years. And she saw that I'm calling myself cruising Susie on TikTok, but she doesn't use TikTok, but she saw me on TikTok. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> like, what well, let me, me ask you this. Did you file a, a patent? On the name? Is it trademark lady? No. It is. Well, my my name is now because of that email registered, but I, I still have to trademark it. I'm in the pro- I'm doing the process because I've worked really hard at like, you know, my and my following on TikTok. I'm at 43 and change, 43,000 and change. And yeah. I just felt a little like, um, okay, I'm not using Cruzy Susie. I don't want your business. You and I look nothing alike. And it totally, also, Matt, threw me for a loop. May I recommend, <laughs> may I recommend that you mind your own business? She was really nice about it in her email, but like, it's the kind of like, oh, like, as long as you don't use Cruzy, I'm not going to use Cruzy Susie. Like, I have no, no intention no, no. of using Cruzy We built Susie. it in. It's, our, it's just Cruzy. It's just Cruzy. <laughs> one word. <laughs> True story. C-R-U-S-I-E. Cruzy. I didn't even, I didn't even share about it on my, um. And I don't, I, at this point, I don't even know who's going to listen to this, but it's kind of like, oh, I, I, as your content grows, and I think you can kind of relate to this, you start seeing things that you really didn't think you were going to be dealing with. And one of those oh, things. Oh man, you wouldn't imagine how many people are in me, Sergio, Adams, DMs, like, hey, can you get me a job on this cruise ship? Your cruise Aww. ship is beautiful. And I'm like, listen, I want to help you, but I, I don't have time to answer everybody with the link to Royal Caribbean jobs, like, or NCL jobs. Like Aww. I just, I don't, I can't respond to it. I mean, I'm Susie, I'm talking literally, I have hundreds of message requests from all over the world that I just can't possibly sift through. That just makes me really sad. I, I, I get occasionally I'll get one or the other, but not, not, you also have thousands of followers on Instagram and speaking of Instagram, Matt, where can people find you on social media? People can find me at Cruise with Matt on pretty much everything. Uh, YouTube, Instagram. 
cruise uh, with Matt or cruising with Matt? Because there's two of you. So, no, no. There's cruise life Matt, who's my buddy. No, there's another one. And I think he lives in the UK. Uh, there's a cruising with Matthew. It's a popular name. It's, it's, it's very complicated. <laughs> we need to get you another name. because, Or you could be like, like, you could do a little spin of my name somehow, apparently. Like... Mine would just be crap. <laughs> I won't get okay. mad. I won't get mad if you want to no. be like cruise, cruise. cruisy Matt. <laughs> um, I really won't. I promise. No, that's okay. You could have it. You could have it really. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. I forget. People this can is, find this... you. And, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At cruise with Matt. Now, my, my show concept, which is what you're talking about. That is cruising with Matt, cruising with Matt, but this is just cruise with Matt, at cruise with Matt on Twitter, Instagram, I think TikTok and YouTube. I really don't use, honestly, I'm not using much of any of them right now. I mostly just post my travels and stuff. I mean, let me ask you a question, Susie. Would you change because of how much I travel that for work and it's not cruise related? Would you change to like just general travel account? You've grown that account. I mean, I don't even know what you're at anymore. Um, but I don't know. I would I think that you grew because of the cruise business. So I think you should incorporate it and kind of sandwich it in to other travel stuff that you're doing because yeah. you grew because of the cruise business. So I oh, think hundred percent. Yeah. And I think I'll definitely lose some people, but also like Doing what I was doing before is not sustainable, which is the only you don't reason have that to I'm... do that though. I mean, we're we're consistently changing. I when I first started my account, I wasn't even in the travel business. I was just a person that loved cruising, and I wanted to be like a YouTuber and had ambitious views of oh my gosh, I can do it because I know not to sound pretentious. I have a crazy ass personality, and I know that I could do it, but it just it takes too much time. I have three kids. I cannot keep up with content creation the way that you need to in order to make a living from it. And so I, the next step is to be in this business, which allows me to work from home and allows me to be that mom that needs to show up and help out at the theater or, you know, whatever it is that I need to do here at home. But sure. I'm, I think that you can incorporate, you know, things that are still re relevant of your, in your life as a cruise lover, I'm going to have a request for you. What's that? I know, I know you're going to go on a cruise. I, I forgot you told me when, when is your next cruise? Well, should we make an announcement on this? I never, I haven't said that. I haven't told anyone except friends. Like I haven't made an Instagram announcement. It's coming up soon. A I couple of weeks. You told me a little. I did. I did said friends. Me. You don't consider me. I know, but me. this friend, me a friend? I, I do, but you, you know, you, one day when I'm in freaking Florida and you're there, like it would be nice for you to like come and like hang out with me for a little bit. Promise. We'll go. Are, to have what Starbucks. are you going on Carnival Elation from Jacksonville? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have no Carnival cruise ship plans right now. And if Carnival, if you're listening, I will gladly go on the celebration any day. I like the Mardi Gras. Okay. <laughs> Go that's, ahead. The that's the easiest compliment like I, oh this this road i can drive on it like uh, okay. yeah that's of course i i don't like the older color carnival ships i'm very honest i don't like the, the ship layout it has nothing to do with carnival i don't like the ship i went on the radiance i didn't like carnival. the ship you're a liar i swear i did not like the ship that was a good part oh, of it okay okay 
I we'll believe see. you. No, I'm serious. In my heart, I, I believe you. I was you. just telling my hey, friends. Susie, 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 Susie. <laughs> I believe you. There are some <laughs> other ship. Like I didn't like the Disney Wonder. I said it. I didn't. I really did not care for that ship. I, the, the stupid room that I was in vibrated really, really bad in the back. And the app. Yeah, you're honest. I know that you're honest in your the reviews. The buffet I know you're food honest. was not great. The food options were not great. I felt like there was, I just, I want to do newer Disney ships. I want to try newer carnival ships. And that is just, I don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think some people love that. I am not. For me, yeah, flow, yeah, the, the flow of a, of a ship from deck to deck or me, I like open and airy. I don't like closed yeah. in. Like and I was so, talking about with Prima, same thing. That's why I'm so excited because that feel is what I crave. So it's, again, it has nothing to do. With, I, I'm not saying I'm never going to go on any of those lines. I will gladly cruise on with those lines, but I know what I like. And the more that you cruise, the more selective you get. And it doesn't mean that I don't like that line. I I have every intention of cruising with Carnival again. I have I'm I that wish. I don't know if you've seen it. Content looks so so amazing. I will gladly. It does. It looks really really nice. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's a modern ship. That's the thing. Like, you know, you you're talking about Disney Wonder. I'm talking about Carnival Elation. These ships were built in like the 90s. Yeah. Like like 30 years ago. Yeah. Think about how much has changed in, in ship technology in 30 years. And like, yes, you can add certain venues, you can update technology, but what you can't do most times, sometimes there's an exception, but most times structurally, you can't change the layout of the ship. Mm-hmm. Like the, lay, the ship is what it is and you got to, you know, revamp the spaces. So yeah. I get what you're saying. There's just nothing to work with there, you know, nowhere to go. So I know you're not going on the elation to wrap this up, Matt, where, which sailing are you going on next? Yes, I am going on drum roll, please. I am going on the navigator of the seas. Mm-hmm. I am leaving from, I guess it's called port of Los Angeles, but it's really long beach. No, it's not uh, long beach. It's actually San Pedro. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to you. You're the California expert. No, well, I'm not going to try to, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to try to talk over you on California. So there's two just, ports in the LA area. Okay. So we have Long Beach is Carnival and then San Pedro right. is the, is essentially city in Los Angeles. And that's the one that the navigator leaves from. So, and where is that located? They're literally 15 minutes away from one another, but it's technically yeah. not Long Beach. That's Carnival. Carnival okay. Cruise Line owns that. Well, town. then I can assure you, I will not be in Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in San Pedro. Yeah. Okay, so when I'm are leaving, you going on the Navigator? Uh, July 25th to the 29th, Ensenada and Catalina Island. Dude. Super excited. Never left from the West Coast before. Never been to either of those places before. Really looking forward to flying uh, the drone in Catalina. It looks like a Sorrento or something. I I cannot wait to um maybe bring you back on after you go to Ensenada and then we can talk Ensenada versus Nesso. <laughs> yeah I'll, yeah let's I'll, do it I'm looking forward do you have any recommendations yes like what I should I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm probably gonna go to La Bufadora okay <laughs> I really just I, I I you gotta think like I'm just trying to fly the drone cool places that look nice yeah and and the city itself looks like it's probably not it's no not- disrespect to the fine people of Ensenada not what my drone wants to see 
No, not, not in the port, but I got to tell you, there's some really amazing people there. There's great fish tacos, shrimp tacos. Um, and you just gotta like go and have some, and I know you like Mexican food. There's some really, really good authentic Mexican food there and just meet the locals, go grab a Mexican beer and have a good time. That's it. There is also another area of Ensenada called the Valle de Guadalupe, which is the Valley of Guadalupe. And it's a growing wine valley. Um, so there's some really nice wineries out that direction. You do have to take some sort of tour to get there because it's a little ways out. But yeah, the Bufadora is just a blowhole. Uh, there's a lot Love of a good blood. blowhole. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I would, I went go, I used to go all the time as a kid. So for me, it's kind of like, well, whatever. Like, right. but um, I do have a friend that owns a boat out there. He's actually a tour company and I have a few TikTok videos about it, but yeah, I mean, just embrace local Mexican Wait, culture. Wait, I missed that. Did you say you got a friend who has a boat out there? I, I do. Yeah. All right. We, well, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get with you offline then. <laughs> I'm. Gonna, a, I know what I'm doing. I'm going on a boat. <laughs> well, and he'll take you out to La Bufadora if, if you want to find your drone that way. That'd be sick. Yeah, I'll get with you offline. We don't have to do this. Yeah, I, I'll yeah. send you. Um, and for any of you listening, I have my TikTok is cruising Susie, not cruisy Susie, cruising Susie. Ha! I cruisy. That's not cruisy Susie, <laughs> lady from wherever state you're at. Please do not come at me. Um, I'm cruising Susie on TikTok, and I actually just put together a video, Matt. I'm gonna send it to you. Um, they're really nice people. Um, and it's his own boat. He's just, he's just really down to earth. And so anyways, this was unexpected. Like I expected it. A lot of your answers to be, um, thank you for your rawness, your honesty. Um, I know that whenever we talk, there's always good laughs and I can't wait to see some amazing drone footage coming from you, um, very soon. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I know we've been trying to do this for a little while, so very nice to chat. Always a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be shooting some stuff here shortly. So keep an eye on uh, on the Insta and I'll have some some fun stuff coming soon. And I, I want to wish you a fantastic trip because you are going on a pil- pilgrimage of sorts. I will be in Florida when you're in California. <laughs> yeah, we're just trading places over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I, I know the day will come where we'll hang out, Matt. I know it, it will be sooner than later. I have a lot of a lot of amazing cruises planned for the rest of the year. So it's just a matter of time. And thanks again for your friendship. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future and a lot of positivity and great things. So thank you for coming on tonight and uh, recording this podcast with me. As always, peace, love, and positivity is the motto. And that's a wrap for episode 10. Thank you guys for tuning in on this one. That was my very funny, very like honest and genuine friend, Matt. Um, you can find him on his Instagram, Twitter, and wherever else he said. I will link all those in my, uh, what is it called? My what? Des- description. Okay. My description here. On- I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, folks? Behind the curtain, I'm still here. You can, I will, I will. I you gotta will leave that in. Do you see what he does? Like, I just get like all unprofessional around him. Um, you can, you can find, um, where you can find Matt in my description here on this podcast episode. Again, my name is Susie and I will see you guys soon. All right. I'm going to stop recording. You got to keep that in. That was hilarious. (laughs)